Welcome to Solutions Cast, a CFC podcast that highlights electric cooperative network projects and leader stories, as well as economic and energy industry insights. I'm your host, Christine Pachenik, and today I'm here with Charles Glockner, our Vice President of Communications. We're going to sit down today and talk a little bit about ESG. Now, these are three letters that we have heard quite a bit about recently. Uh, I feel like in the news and industry updates, and I want to learn a little bit more about it. Can you give us an overview of what ESG is and just tell us a little bit about why it's important? Love to. Thanks for having me. ESG is really a market-driven effort to bring focus to organizations on things other than their typical areas of interest, which often is profit or uh, serving their investors, whatever the case is for each individual organization. ESG is a push to get companies to focus on a broader effort to help society, basically. So the E, environmental, S, social, and G, governance. And as I mentioned, it's market-driven, which is largely driven by investors and customers of organizations, and then activists as well. And then as that has grown, that trend and that, that expectation, you see then politics gets involved and they see that there's a lot of interest. So, of course, they then hop on the bandwagon. It's not going away. And I want to be clear that CFC is a market participant, and therefore we react to these market changes, but we're not really driving ESG toward our members. We're trying to educate them. And as we learn what's happening, we want to make sure they understand what's happening as well. That sounds great. And now, in terms of ESG, I feel like cooperatives should be excelling at this because our core values as a cooperative resonate a lot with what ESG is driving at for investors, correct? I think you're spot on when it comes to that. It, we are, as cooperatives, tend to be very community focused, which is a part of the S factor. Um, Governance-wise, we're member-owned, so as long as we're following those cooperative principles on the governance side, we have a leg up there, great story to tell. On the environmental side, that's where we probably would get our first uh, negative attention potentially because we do rely on coal throughout the country in a fairly high percentage. But the key here is for cooperatives to tell their story, tell what they're doing well, and leave an electronic signature out there on the internet that just shows the positive contributions they're making to their communities when they're doing renewables, make sure they're telling that story. And then the cooperative business model is a great governance story. So again, the key for member cooperatives is to tell your story. And then, you know, they may well want to consider it in their planning. Do we need to take more actions to have a positive profile when it comes to ESG? So those are things that we're kind of educating the cooperatives, but we're also looking at for CFC's own personal business, uh, the things we need to do to make sure our market uh, partners, investors, for example, are pleased with our our outlook and future when it comes to ESG. Now, investors specifically, what are they looking at when they come and look at a company for, for ESG? Are they looking at our internal communications? Are they looking at news articles that we're putting out, our social media, how are they really uh, gauging what 
we're doing in terms of ESG? Well, it's a great question. There are some companies that simply focus on rating businesses on ESG. And CFC happens to have their two feet firmly planted in two industry segments that get a lot of ESG scrutiny. One is the finance world and the other is the energy world. That is our life. We provide financing for electric cooperatives, period. So we have our feet planted in those two industries that get high scrutiny on ESG. And these independent companies, their ratings right now on ESG are largely built on what they can find out publicly about an organization. So if they're looking at CFC, they're not going to call and ask us, what are we doing for ESG? They're going to see what they can find in the public markets, on our internet pages, websites, uh, what they see in our SEC filings, since we do uh, are regulated by the SEC for our debt offerings. So then they create a rating based on what's available publicly. That's why it's very important to tell your story and put the good news out there publicly. And, and don't release it all at once. Sprinkle it out over time so that you know, you're building a nice profile of all the positive things your organization is doing. I think over time, you'll see it get more than just a, a review of your public profile, and they will start to ask specifically and measure with tighter parameters, uh, what are you doing for compliance? It's interesting because we've talked a little bit about investors now. Is there any benefit to putting this material out there that goes beyond investors, you know, potentially the making that communication with your members as well? I think so because uh, ESG, while it's market-driven and largely when people talk about it, you'll often hear them talk about investors and exchange-traded funds that are focused on ESG-type investments but the reality is ESG translates very well to the consumer, the end-of-the-line consumer that co-ops serve, uh, consumers that buy products throughout America, and that is basically what you call the value-based uh, consumer. So consumers are making judgment calls on the businesses they, they work with, that buy from, and you know they want those businesses to be aligned to some degree, and they're going to make judgments. So you'll see people boycott companies because they're not happy with one of those categories, E, S, or G. And it's always good to understand your members, your customers, and what their expectations are so that you can relay the positive attributes you have that meet their expectations and align with their values. It's impossible to align with everyone's values, but it's important that you build values at the strategic level that are consistent with your business goals and the people you serve, be it an end-use consumer or cooperatives as we do. So those are all strategic considerations organizations should make as they move forward. Yeah, that makes sense. And as a consumer, I feel that myself where I do sometimes judge or look at some of those aspects of the companies that I participate in or organizations that I follow. So I, I think that's a, an interesting aspect to what ESG could bring for a cooperative that goes beyond the investor relations. So now our members in particular, we have uh, GNT members, but we also have distribution co-ops. Do you see a difference in how they should handle their ESG-related communications? 
I, I mean, we'll talk about some differences, but I think all of them need to be aware and they all need to tell their story. So for GNTs, they traditionally may not tell their story that much because they're wholesalers and they serve a very exclusive market, their member distribution cooperatives. So they, they may not spend as much time publicly talking about their brand as a GNT, but they are more readily scrutinized under the ESG format, particularly if they uh, issue debt into the capital markets. Some GNTs do that, and they are rated by the rating agencies. And they do, the rating agencies do put at the bottom an ESG uh, rating. And right now it's really based on relevancy. Is ESG relevant to this organization? But eventually, I would expect, and uh, my colleagues in the, in the uh, capital markets group would know better, but I would expect they'll actually start to measure and be very specific, you know, how much do you rely on coal versus renewables and stuff like that. So it'll be a more exact measurement and compliance and reporting than it is just the, the relevance rating that they use today. On the distribution co-op side, obviously they have communications because they're retailers and they speak to consumers all the time. Again, gets back to telling their story about the positive things they're doing in those categories and also planning for the future. The hard part here is working together uh, as a group, the GNTs and distribution cooperatives, to come up with a plan that works for everyone and uh, you know we're we're already seeing some challenges there that some distribution cooperatives are ready to rock and roll on renewables, but there's a commitment, a, a long-standing commitment and in investments to stranded investments that the GNT is responsible for. That you know they have to balance that out and uh, be able to pay those uh, stranded costs for coal plants, for example, and, and also be able to invest in renewables. So those are things that as a family. Uh, in GNT system, they'll work out. It'll have a few debates, I'm sure, but uh, it'll it'll happen. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's great, and I think one of the threads I keep hearing here is the story. So telling a story of not only our your cooperative, but I also think we have a great story as a network and uh, working together, as you mentioned, that GNTs and distribution co-ops might have to tell that story um, and make that piece a bit stronger by doing so together. So one of the interesting things, and I think one of our interesting stories of the last few months has been our sustainability bond. Can you tell us a little bit about how that's been important for CFC um, and part of our ESG story? Well, uh, first off, let me say I was super pleased that we did that. I think most of the employees were. It's just it's real thought leadership, and uh, it was kind of a first to market. So I'm proud of uh, our colleagues that pulled that off. And it also was very well priced. I, I want to say it was the lowest priced tenure utility bond uh, in history, maybe. Uh, so uh, our colleagues can confirm that. But that's a big win for us, not only for our investors. I think they were very interested in it. But it also shows our leadership in the investing world and the utility world. And it's a great example for our member cooperatives. I, what I envision is there'll be more of that, and we may be able to also work out where we're a little bit more connected with our member cooperatives and how to leverage those sustainability bonds so that 
they can demonstrate to their members that, look, here's a great project we're doing for the community, broadband, for example, or solar, whatever the case may be. And we're financing it through a sustainability bond that is um, exclusive to projects that help the community, help the environment, that type of thing. I think investors find that very appealing. It lets them show they're doing the right thing in the ESG world. And it's just a really nice positive movement. And uh, I think it's uh, something that we'll see more of, I'm betting, at CFC. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, we also put out a sustainability bond framework as a potential resource for others. Are there any other resources that you're working on? I know you're working with our capital markets group on some of our ESG materials. Is there anything else that is coming down the line that would be helpful for our cooperatives? Sure. So a couple things come to mind. On on the um, sustainability bond and working with capital markets, one of the primary efforts is really our compliance for that bond. And our compliance is really the projects that we fund through that sustainability bond. So those are our members' projects, their success, and great things they're doing in the economy. So, for example, the broadband uh, projects they're taking on and that we're financing through that sustainability bond. We will share case studies with the investors on how we've dispersed those funds, and they'll actually get a view of the case studies of our member cooperatives. And this is just emblematic of our strength is built on our member strength. And in this case, it truly is the fact, um, as in pretty much our whole business model. So they'll be able to see what other cooperatives are up to because they'll be able to see those case studies as well and learn from other fellow cooperatives, which is a cooperative principle. And then also they can take a look at our corporate citizenship report, which we've developed and we'll update roughly annually that kind of tells our story of the positive attributes that we're doing. And since we do finance uh, many, many cooperatives in, uh, throughout the country, again, their story is our story. So we'll include some of their great uh, actions in our report as we move forward too. And I know you're, you're actually involved in that effort and we, we want to do it more dynamically, electronically, so that it keeps up to date and also gets a little traction that we're updating it fairly frequently. So all very exciting stuff and things that in their own way, cooperatives can do their own thing and we're happy to counsel them and, and also, uh, you know, they can take a look at our efforts and hopefully learn from them. And, and if they have advice back, then we're happy to listen too. So. Yeah, and I know having worked on our corporate citizenship report and some of those materials, it does tell a really nice story. Is that something that you see cooperatives should be doing as well in terms of putting together that type of report that showcases their own you know, story within uh, corporate citizenship? I definitely think they should uh, communicate that with their members. There's a lot of ways they could do that. It doesn't necessarily have to be the words corporate citizenship we use that terminology because the term ESG, environmental, social, and governance, is being, um, you know, randomly owned by different organizations, and we didn't want to be uh, held to whatever parameters they build around it. So our corporate citizenship report is uh, declaring our ESG contributions 
but we we didn't want to call it an ESG report for that very reason. But cooperatives should uh, try to tell their story in any way they view is the right way, and uh, and probably through multiple platforms. So they might have something printed, might have a video or two on their website. They might talk about it at their annual meeting, you know, whatever the case may be. But they should definitely highlight the positives they're doing in the community. You know, and this is nothing new. I know you know my history, but having been a part of the Touch Energy brand and building that for the cooperatives, cooperatives have always done wonderful things in their communities and done really good work. And they, you know, telling their story is not always the easiest part. I mean, they're very focused on running their cooperative and serving their members. Uh, but telling their story is important, you know, and uh, so sometimes that's um, that's kind of the weak point is telling people about how, how the great stuff they're doing. It's just for some people it's not in their nature and others are just too busy making sure the power's on and their members are well served. But it is important. Yeah, and I can definitely see that being a challenge when you have a lot of other, as you say, priorities within uh, your your business. How do you make this become a, a priority and important part. And I think that's why we're talking about it, uh, is is to make sure that people understand the scope of it and uh, w- why it's important to our own cooperatives. Yeah. And I would say if you're not telling your own story, someone else may well show up and tell it for you, which is not necessarily a good thing. So, and I don't mean a satisfied member. I mean, a dissatisfied member or an activist that's saying, hey, this organization, this electric cooperative or CFC is not, you know, living up to the standards I personally hold for them. So I am going to tell America about that, you know. So that's really, and we're seeing that all over the place in the economy. So the best defense for that is tell the positive story uh, over time consistently, just get that, you know, storytelling machine set up and just keep, keep talking about the positives you're doing. You know, it it doesn't mean everything we do is going to be positive. There will be times where we err or we have a tough decision to make and we have to explain that. That's fine. But the more positive stories you have to tell, the better you'll be treated when the tough times come, you know. Yep. Now, if anybody has questions in terms of ESG, is there anyone at CFC that they can contact uh, that might be able to help them? As you mentioned, we do provide other services um, beyond some of the materials that we've put out, uh, what, what would your recommendation be? Uh, for now, I'm happy to help them. We are going to produce more information for the CFC team and then also more information for our co-ops so that, you know, our, part of our mission here is to make sure people understand these market-driven trends. And again, we're not driving this, we're just communicating it and we are uh, responding to it. I mean, we want to make sure people understand our positive story, and uh, we have a lot of good things to tell, and uh, I think we'll have even more because strategically we'll consider what else can we do to positively impact those three categories, you know. That sounds good to me. I'm excited to hear it. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming here and telling us a little bit about ESG, and hope to chat with you soon again. My pleasure, Christine. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Solutions Cast, 
Be sure to subscribe to get the next episode and check nrucfc.coop slash solutions for more electric cooperative news.